Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Uh, Hello everyone. If you're listening uh, and you're not in the room with us, we love you. We uh, are so thankful for you. And also, uh, way to go on um, listening and putting something in your heart that is going to help you, and so uh, I believe that it's going to help all of us this morning. So uh, let's let's pray, and then we'll uh, we'll talk for a little bit. Father, we thank you this morning. Uh, God, I thank you for every person is in this room, every person who might be listening at this moment. God, I pray that you would speak directly to them. God, my words hold no power. Your words have all power, and so God, we're praying that your words. God, would be in this room, God, in this uh, podcast, God, that goes into people's homes, into people's cars, and uh, Father, even on their way to work or maybe from work, Father, I pray that your presence, God, would fill this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Luke chapter 2, verse 30, uh, if... um, just to give everybody a reminder, the reason you're listening to this, the reason you're in the room right now is because there is leadership in you. Yeah. You are a leader. And uh, we all want to get better. Great leaders are great learners. Yeah, uh, the, the problem with uh, so many people that lead, uh, so many of us, we get very complacent with our leadership and we try to keep doing things that aren't working harder. So if it's not working, we first think, let me push harder. Instead of, oh, this isn't working, I must not know something that I need to know. You know, like, and so it's not necessarily that our effort is wrong, it's that we haven't been in a teachable mindset and that we haven't put our pride aside and said, I just, I just need to learn some things. So for me, uh, it's not that I need to like, okay, I just really need to put my nose to the grindstone and I got to keep my head down and let's just push, 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 push. Well, if you're pushing in the wrong direction, that's only going to get you further away from your goal. And so for me, I've got to have the humility to say, what do I not know? What, what, what are the things that have been uh, elusive to me? And what can I learn from somebody? And so for, for me, I want to make sure that I'm a great learner. Yeah. And if I'm a great learner, I can be a great leader. If I can stay teachable, if I can stay humble, then, uh, then God can trust me with saying things to other people. But if I start believing my own press or thinking that I have the corner of the market on what is right, and if everybody would just listen to me, the world would be a better place. All of a sudden, I put myself in a very small community with not a lot of reach, and I'm gonna probably start getting bitter and angry and mad at everybody else instead of just saying, I just got to open up my mind. And open up my heart. And it's okay that people might believe differently than me. And it might be, and it's okay that people might say different things. And I think, all right, I want to stay open and teachable and humble. God gives grace to the humble. He does not give grace to the proud. 
he actually opposes him. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. Bible said it. And I, I don't want to be opposed by God. But so many times I find myself fighting against him and wondering, why aren't you helping me? Why, why, why aren't you? Because you're prideful. And until you stop being prideful, I can't help you. And, and in fact, I'll just put my opposition against you. Whew, okay. Let me be humble. Let me, let me come with, I don't know. This is all just an introduction. This isn't even what I'm talking about. It's just the introduction. Um, so that, I'm hopefully that gets us in a good mindset for this. Okay, so, okay. I'm humble. I want to hear. I want to learn. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 30. This is right after uh, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus, uh, eight days after he was born, to the temple. Uh, they're doing all the different things that you were supposed to do in Jewish law and ritual to uh, bring uh, your firstborn son to, to be blessed. And so um, all of that stuff is happening. But in the background, there are people that are at the temple that have um, been promised from the Lord that you're going to see the Messiah before you die. And so there's these, you know, prophecies and stuff that's happening uh, that are, that's happening when Jesus comes. Uh, and, and Mary and Joseph were bringing Jesus. And so I, I get that this is mostly, you know, uh, this is more about Christmas stuff, you know, that people talk about this. But this is really um, insightful to me, at least. Um, it, it helped me. Uh, so this one guy comes up and he starts prophesying about Jesus because God spoke to him when he saw this baby. That's the Messiah. Awesome. Verse 30, he says, I have seen your salvation. He's talking to God, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light. And now he's talking and, and Mary and Joseph are right there. He's right in front of uh, this baby Jesus. And he says, he is a light to reveal God to the nations. Nations, not just Israel, nations. So this is the Messiah to save everyone. I just, what a mind trip for Mary and Joseph. I mean, you're first time parents. You haven't slept. In fact, your accommodations have been pretty crappy. <laughs> you definitely are fighting. You know, now, um, now you're dealing with a kid. He just got circumcised. So there's a whole nother thing there that, you know, you're just working on and you're just trying to figure out all of this stuff. And you're just trying to do uh, everything that just first time parent. And then this crazy crotchety old man comes up to you and starts saying things. Now, Mary, you've already seen all these amazing miracles that have happened on the night of Jesus' birth. So there's already stuff going on that you're like, okay, this is just like the angel said. The angel told me that, this, that he was going to be, you know, so there's already stuff. She's already kind of, but it's still trippy. You know, it's still like, whoa, this is a lot. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simon blessed them. I love that. Blessed them. When you, like, 
and you're in this moment where you're just so needy. First time parent, no guy, you know, we're, we're not even in our homes right now. We've traveled and had a baby. Like, you need a blessing. And I don't know how many times you felt like you've needed a blessing. You know, you've been putting in work and doing what God has called you to do. And you're working with your kids and you're trying to figure out how they're going to be at home and you teach them or they're going to school and you're teaching them and people and then, and then people are still crazy. You know, like Corona doesn't stop everybody's craziness. It just has probably, you know, put a little nice little spotlight on it. And uh, so, you know, you're just dealing with, you know, uh, all of that plus everything else, you know, and you just how many of us just need a blessing? God, just give me, give me a win. You know, like I, 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 now I'm excited about everything else, but just give me a win. Give me, it just, like, just speak to my heart. Give me the water that I need. God, you know, because this baby, you know, you said savior the world, but he he doesn't sleep through the night yet. And so, like, I I need I need some help with just the regular stuff. And the, and and, and it, so I'm like, yeah, bring on the blessing. Look at this. And he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many, many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your very soul. That doesn't sound like a blessing to me. Didn't the Bible just say that Simon blessed them? And then what did he say? Child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. And he has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your soul. And I... As I was reading this, I was realizing how amazing the vision that God can give you can be, and it will be a blessing to you, but we've got to understand what a blessing is, and a blessing isn't always just the highs. It's also the lows. It's both and. But some of us, me included, feel like I'm only being blessed when I'm having it a hundred and it's at top and it's just, but, but most of the time uh, when these things are happening, also the real low things are happening. When the high things are going on and you're just loving it, there's also low things. And I love this part where he, he says, he says, yeah, the child's destined, there's a destiny here, but the child is, is going to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. So he's saying, yeah, there's going to be Pharisees that are just going to hate this thing, but there's also going to be disciples that are going to be caused, that are going to be called from fishermen, and they're going to be the best people and apostles that you've ever seen. And yeah, there's going to be people that are going to go after him day in and day out, but there's also going to be people that are going to be on the side of the road yelling, will you heal me? And he's going to reach out and there's going to be healings and there's going to be life change 
change and there's going to be amazing things where tax collectors and prostitutes come and spend time with him. But there's also going to be a whole religious right that's going to come and push against him and always try to stir up trouble and always try to second guess him and always kind of trap him in a lie. There's going to be many that are going to rise and many to fall. And I want us to understand what a vision is and what a blessing is that we don't get uh, we don't get off track when something falls in our life that we don't get off track when somebody goes the wrong way, when somebody loses their dang mind, when somebody says some things that just, you're like, why are they talking like this? Why are they acting like this? Why is their marriage just on the rocks? Why why aren't they coming back to church? Why aren't they being the leaders that they've call, been called to be? Why, and we get off track so quick and we think, well, something's wrong with what God's doing. But re- in reality, what is happening is we're just seeing what is happen uh, with Jesus is going to happen continually until the time that he comes back and everything is made new, that there is many that are going to rise and there's many that are going to fall. But we're going to keep going forward and we're going to keep moving as a church. And I know that there's some people that that just get a a little bit off or or maybe a whole lot off, but I understand there's also new people coming to our church. There's also new leaders that are being changed day by day by day. And I'm not going to let the vision stop being amazing or stop letting that be a blessing because of somebody falling, somebody getting off. Many will rise and many will fall. Not all will rise. Sometimes we feel like, oh, God's really blessing me when everything's 100. Can I just tell you, if you feel like everything's 100 and awesome right now, be weary. There is stuff working underneath the surface that is about to knock you off your high horse. And can I tell you also that if you're thinking that everything's terrible and everything's horrible and nothing's working right and nothing, every time I do something, it just seems like it blows up in my face. Understand that God is also working out some really good things. And there's going to be some things in your life that you're going to look back and be like, wow, look at that blessing. Because it's not just all rise or all fall. It's both. In our life, it's both. And the vision is amazing. But some will rise. And some will fall. And, and understand that you'll face, op, you'll face uh, opposition with a vision. But opposition, can we just change the word opposition to opportunity? Yeah. Like when you, when you get opposition, it's always just an opportunity. It's just a growth opportunity. I'm so sick of my own spirit starting to take a nosedive when I get some opposition. I'm trying to get stronger. I'm trying to get better. That when I see a little opposition coming my way, I'm like, opportunity for growth. Come on, opportunity for growth. Opportunity for growth. There, it, like if you're lifting weights and you, you're about to get that big old weight on, no one just cries. It's so heavy. Take it off. <laughs> Weightlifters don't do that. They grab it and they push as hard as they can because they, it's not opposition, it's opportunity for growth. They push as hard as they can against that thing because it's opportunity for growth. I'm praying that I have that, my, that be my mindset. That when opposition comes, it's not opposition, it's opportunity. It's not opposition, it's opportunity. It's not opposition, it's opportunity. Every single time. 
God, retrain my mind. When, when you're leading people in your business and things that just feel like they're continually opposition, 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 retrain your brain to make it opportunity, 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 opportunity. The people that can get through op- opposition and turn it into opportunity, those are the people that stay for a long time. The people that just let oppos- opposition run over them and run home and cry and, and just, you know, are really good at making everybody feel bad for themselves those are the people who quit those are the people who leave it and so I'm I'm trying to to get my mind right so when I face opposition I just see opportunity many will rise many will fall that's not uh, that's not the thing that's not the thing that's not the thing you know now I'm not saying that we don't have uh we don't have ownership in this if you caused people to fall, well, you need to get better. If, if, if there's people that are in your wake because of what you're doing, th- there's always an opportunity to learn. There's always an opportunity to grow. There's always an opportunity to get better. So uh, I'm saying this, this moment, you see some things happening in your life that you do not like. Okay, how can I get better? How can I learn? How can I try to be the best that I can be? And this is your opportunity for growth. And then, you know what he says? uh, He says, as a result, this is in verse 35. He says, as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. When you start going through God's vision for you, your family, your job, your future, what happens is you'll face opposition. Many rise, many fall. In those moments, some of the deepest things will be revealed. I love that Simon said this. He said, as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. So as you're going through, and as I'm going through, things where, hey, rise, it's awesome, great, low, uh, fall away, I hate that part. You know, as you're going through that, the deepest things in your heart will be revealed. The deepest things in others will be revealed. So what does this look like? You start looking in your heart and realizing, am I, am I going to stay on this vision? Am I here? Can, can I just bring it just, I'm not going to talk about like your job or your family or anything. Can I, I'm going to talk specifically about our church in this moment right here for this. This is the moment where as a church, and leaders in our church, this is the moment that they decide, I'm here. And, and I don't care what I do. See, it starts revealing deepest 
heart things. I'll serve in kids. I'll serve out front. I'll take the trash out. I'll sweep the floor. I'll be around when no one sees me. I'll be around where everybody has to see me. And I'm scared of every crowd, but I'll talk if you need me to. And I'll do whatever needs to be done. And it starts revealing the deepest thought because there might be some people when the deepest thoughts are revealed, they realize I'm in it until it makes me uncomfortable and then I'll leave. I'm in it until you ask me to do something that I don't want to do. I'm in it until I feel like I was put off to the side and no one's asking me how I'm doing. I'm in it until somebody has not said something to me and has not said hi to me and has not made me feel welcome. I'm in it until I feel like I'm not the main character. I'm in it until I feel like you're not helping me enough. I'm in it until there's something in me that's not being met all of a sudden that deep thought is revealed and then, okay, we know. I'm, I'm praying that the deepest thought that's revealed in me is I'm here to serve. Doesn't matter how, what I do. Doesn't matter the title I hold. Doesn't matter the people that say I'm this or that. Does it, I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. I don't need people to pat my ego. I don't need people to come around me and say you're the best or you're the worst. I, I, I don't need that. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. God, reveal the deepest thoughts inside of me. And if they're not right, God, fix me quick. If they're not right, God, get in there and change me from the inside out. Because this this thing, this thing, when you have this kind of vision, many rise, many fall, and it starts getting to the deepest thoughts of your heart. Man, God, reveal in me what is going on. Change me. And then he says, this, awesome, if this wasn't enough, like, there's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> like, I mean, please. Have you ever heard of somebody saying these kind of things like when you're dedicating your baby? Like we dedicate babies all the time at church. God bless them. We pray a prayer. We mean it. It's awesome. Everybody's dressed up. They're sweet. They're cute. We make some jokes and, and then it's done. Lord, he brings the hammer. Like if anybody said this during Watson's dedication, I'd be like, dude, you, you really, you need to take it down about 20 notches. This kid just, he's pooping his pants right now. Like they, you, you're talking about, you know, like the, he, he brings all of this stuff. And then he says this. At the very end, he says, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Talking to Mary. Oh. At this moment, Joseph, why don't you just like, okay, that's enough. You got to go. You got, I mean, we have no sleep. We have no, you got to get out. What is he talking about here? You, we all know what he's talking about. We're talking about 33 years later. A mom is going to be at the foot of a cross seeing her son die and not being able to do anything about it. A mom, a, a mom, his heart is going to be ripped to shreds because the life that she looked at and her firstborn son is being taken away from her. And only a parent knows that pain to where it, it is excruciatingly, it's excruciating to think about going through it. 
And I was thinking about this and I thought, there is a hurt that can pierce so deep when you feel like the vision that God has given you is dead. And it pierces to the, like, to the heart. You're like, God, I ran. You asked me. We led this church. I stepped into leadership here. I started this new business. I hired this new person. We did this new thing with our kid. You know, you can go through the line of all the different things that God has asked you to do. And then all of a sudden, it feels like all of a sudden you're looking at a pile of smoke. And it just can pierce you because you feel like the vision that God has given you is dead. But can I remind you, and Simon didn't say this, but we all know this, that God vision, God's vision never dies. And even though Mary is feeling the sting in her heart of her son dying, that three days later, he is going to come back to life. And not just come back to life for a little bit, come back for eternity and break the power of death and break the power of sin and shame for all time. And, 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 and I just want us to realize that there might be some pain in thinking that things are, oh, there might be some dead things happening in the different things that God has called us to do. But just so you know, if God's called you to do it, that vision is never dead. And that vision will always come back to life. And that vision, that's why uh, churches will continually go forward. As long as there are people that believe that God's vision is still alive. As long as there are people that have faith, those churches will still move forward. Those businesses will still move, move forward. Those families will still move forward. Those marriages will still move forward. Those kids will still move forward. Those businesses will still move forward because God's vision never dies. The only thing that dies is our belief in it and, and our faith that just starts taking a hit because we felt the pierce. But just because you felt the pierce doesn't mean things are over. It doesn't mean things are over. It doesn't mean that things are, are, are dead. It absolutely means don't stop. Let's move forward. Let's keep moving forward. Many will rise and many will fall, but we're going to keep moving forward. We're not going to let the things that we see or the things that we feel dictate to us how we're going to lead as a church, in your family, in your job, all these different places. We're going to keep moving forward. Father, we thank you for this time. God, we thank you for our church. Thank you for every leader that you've called. God, every new leader that's coming. Father, we pray for this Sunday. God, we're praying for every new person that's gonna come through the doors. Father, I pray in Jesus' name they find their calling, they find their purpose. Father, they realize that they're not supposed to come in here and just fill a seat, but God, they're supposed to come in here and fill a calling. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that they'd see themselves as a leader. And Father, I pray for every person who's uh, listening at this moment. Father, I pray that you would reignite passion in their heart. God, if they're feeling like they 
don't have anything left. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that, God, you would give an influx of your faith and your confidence in them. God, they'd be encouraged, God, because of who you are in their life. And, Father, they would meet this day or meet this next day. Or, uh, Father, we would all feel, God, so much uh, encouragement that only comes from your spirit, God, to do all the things you called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.